Hello and welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. This is your host, Doc. I hope that everything is good with you and I hope everything is good with yours. Now, I want to ask you a question. It's kind of a rhetorical question. What did you really expect from this clown Trump? Uh, you know, because we're entering the aftermath phase and now we're going to either enter a phase of peace or we're going to enter a phase where the gun becomes the choice. What choice are you going to make? Are you going to choose peace or are you going to choose being a fool and going to the gun? But we expect what we expect from him. This is apropos. This is who he has been. He has not tried to fool you or fake you or do a reversal on you. He is who he is. He is a clown. He is a three-year-old whose toy has been taken and he wants to kick, scream, and holler. And this is what he does. He all captured the death on Twitter. He does not accept or explain anything rational or as an adult. I'm going to keep this really brief today. Uh, Alex Trebek passed away Sunday at the age of 80 after fighting with cancer for a couple of years. And I say rest in peace to him. And we all know Alex Trebek at some point or another, I don't care if you're a thug or a housewife, an intellect or an idiot, you've turned by Jeopardy at some point since 1984. We're talking 36 years, people. We all know who he is. We're not saying that you have to be a fan of the show, but I think at some point in time, you were cooking and at least you turned by Jeopardy. So rest in peace, Alex Trebek. And Mr. Norm Crosby also died at the age of 93, which is a long time to be on the planet. Good for him and his family that they had him in their life so long. I hope that he was a blessing to them. We know him also from the talk show, game show. And uh, if you're old enough, you remember the Dean Martin Rose. He was a guest on Dean Martin Rose many, many times. So rest in peace to Mr. Crosby and rest in peace to Mr. Trebek. So COVID now has 9.9 million cases here in the United States. 238 lost souls in the United States, 50.1 million cases worldwide, and 1.3 and counting lost souls worldwide. I also say rest in peace and speedy recovery to all those people affected by COVID. I don't care if it's financial and you recovered. I wish that you get your life back in order, that the world, your health, and situations allowed you to recover fully, not just physically, but fully, that you get back what you lost plus some. Saturday, we had a record 126,000 plus cases of COVID. Now, I understand that parties broke out here, there, and everywhere because people were so joyous. It was like a fresh breath of fresh air in everybody's lungs, and we all seemed like ex uh, exhaled at one time. And for that, people still have to remember just because the election results came in Saturday, that does not mean that COVID goes the way of the wayside. It doesn't go and hide. It does not care about finances. It does not care about standing. It does not care if you're a genius or an idiot. It does not care if you're celebrating or mourning. It's a pandemic, and we have to treat it as such at all times. And I know emotions take over. And like I said, the emotions took over because people have waited. People probably lost a lot of sleep. They were angry. 
They were upset. They were saying what's taking so long for these results. You think the shenanigans are going to happen, which we all know that the Trump side is accusing everything and everybody being a cheat. Only his 71 million voters were real. Everybody who voted for Biden and Harris were fake. They were dead. They were phony. They were illegals. They were something. Because he can't accept any form of reality. The only form of reality he will accept is when he leaves office. And that's going to happen. I don't care what whacked out Rudy tries to pull. He's just a fucking idiot. And nothing he does or says we take serious anymore. He is not that same guy who took on the mob back in the 80s in New York City, who also destroyed New York City to a point because he made it hard for people who look like me to even live on a daily basis. None of that is forgotten. And Rudy's going to have to answer for this to his maker when his day comes. That's on him. I wish him I wish him the best. He better be a hell of a better lawyer than he has been the last 20 years. So we had a great deal of disappointment, a great deal of anger. And I understand the frustration because I felt it and I lost sleep and I stayed up election night to two in the morning thinking that I was going to get results because this is what was common in our lives, common to get a election day result. We didn't never have to wait four or five days later and still have things feel like they're up in the air, even though because I guess I'm on the side that I felt one. It's over as far as I'm concerned. Now, I do want to express a little bit of anger. Black men, what the fuck is the matter with you? Are you suffering from some form of mental illness that you would pull the lever for Pence and Trump? What has he done? And I know that all these black men who voted for him are not one percenters. And I understand that they get a tax break. So I understand they're looking at it financial. They're looking at it selfishly. But what has he done for the world? What has he done for the country other than divide? Other than put bugs in people's ears like a seed they already were hateful. And he became the fertilizer, the seed, the sun, and the water for these people to feel emboldened to do some of the things that have been done in this country over the last couple of years. So you know what? You have exhibited a form of mental illness and it's time for you to get help. You need to admit it to some people that you did this and now you want to straighten your life out. Because not just you, but the Cubans in Miami-Dade County who in mass voted for Donald Trump because he kept using this word socialist, even though there's no proof that Biden or Harris are socialists. Now, I understand y'all had the Castro issue, but why would you want a guy who reminds you more of Castro, which is Trump, than a guy who you've seen in office eight years with Barack Obama, which is Biden? You confuse me, Mexican. I mean, uh, Cuban. You fucking confuse me on this one. And for that, there is no excuse. There is no sorry. There is no, we'll do better. You fucked up, man. You did wrong. Black men, you did wrong. The ones, the 15% that actually swung over to Trump for no apparent reason. I don't understand the reasoning. You got to live with yourself. Because black women didn't get fooled by the bullshit. They evaluated the situation and said, is my life better or is my life worse? 
And there's no way that anybody could say that their life actually became better under the Trump administration. You know, because this freaking lunatic, he spends all Friday boldly capping, once again, all his anger and venom. And a lot of these tweets had to be taken down because they were false or straight out lies that everything is fraud. Everything is a cheat. He's the only one. He's the greatest. His numbers are the best. He is the leader and he is never going anywhere. He's not going to concede. Nobody needs him to concede. He will not be the first president who did not go to the next president's inauguration. He won't be the first and he probably won't be the last. And it's no big deal. We don't give a fuck if his fat ass is golfing eating pizza, or some Russian chick is pissing on him the day of the inauguration. He can go fuck himself. So Rudy Giuliani and Bernie Kerrick. Now, Bernie Kerrick is a convicted felon, and he is standing behind what's, quote, unquote, the president's lawyer, front and center, a convicted felon. I know that he's probably received a pardon from Trump. But this dude is standing there as though his word matters. He shouldn't even be involved with anything to do with a president with the position that he was in. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, Bernie Kerrick was in prison. He did time for his crimes. And he's standing there and they, everybody thinks it's the Four Seasons. So it was a big joke online. And instead of it being the Four Seasons Hotel, it was the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company. I mean, these dudes are doing a press conference between a crematorium and a porn house at a landscaping place. What, 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 what kind of presidential thing is this? This is where your lawyers decide that they're going to start as their battleground? But once again, what do we expect from this clown Trump and his people? They have been an embarrassment. His son, Eric, is an embarrassment. He sends out tweets of, with this video with people burning dozens of ballots for his father. This happened over a decade and a half ago. This was bogus. It was bogus to begin with then. It's bogus now. And he tried to pretend as though this happened just today. And thank God that the powers that be had an eye on him and flagged this nonsense. You know? Oregon, I don't understand you. I don't understand you either. You are, uh, they voted Wednesday to decriminalize personal possession of hard drugs. And hard drugs, we're talking methamphetamine and heroin. Now, understand that people who are addicted to narcotics aren't necessarily criminal. They do not, they're not mutually exclusive. There are some people who have never committed a crime other than having the drugs. So they don't deserve to be in prison with hardcore prisoners and that they are going to use the money to fund these treatment centers from revenue that is collected from their marijuana sales. I'm all with that. Open up as many rehabs as you need because people need to get healthy. People need to be well. But I don't think that you have prepared yourself for the influx of drug addicts who are going to use this place as the Taj Mahal, the Shangri-La, where it's going to be overran with dope heads, You're going to be overran with meth addicts. And can you handle the crime? Can you handle the deaths? Can you handle the robberies? Can you handle the personal property that's going to be stolen? 
rapes that's going to happen because bad things are going to happen because you've opened yourself up as almost like the wire. It's a safety free zone. And, and, and something about that just is not right. But I wish them the best. Wednesday, we have Veterans Day, November 11th. CNV, 68 people. That's all I'm going to say about that. Happy Veterans Day to those who serve. Happy Veterans Day to people who have people in their family who are serving presently. Happy Veterans Day to all. If you served, I don't care if it's Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, or Space Force. If you serve this country and you serve this country properly and proudly, good for you, and I wish you well. And I hope that you have a blessed the 11th. So I've been watching some TV. I watched The Good Doctor, and I really enjoyed episode one because they tackled COVID-19. Not, they didn't have any answers. It's a TV show, people. Lighten up. But they attacked it. They showed that it was going on. It's a part of the storyline, which makes perfect sense to me. And part two is tonight. It airs every Monday, I believe, on ABC or whatever station it is for you. But for me, it's ABC. So I look forward to episode two. Fargo, which has been very good, and I appreciate the show. They had an episode last night, but due to football, have not seen it yet. But I hope that this episode keeps the storyline moving along because there's not very many episodes left. Now, American Housewife, which is a sitcom, it's a comedy. It's lighthearted. They don't deal with anything. But I don't like the fact that there is no pandemic talk at all. It's though it doesn't exist. Now, I understand that they don't want to deal with the George Floyd. I understand they don't want to deal with the Breonna Taylor. They don't want to deal with Karen and things of that nature. But to ignore that a pandemic is going on in 2020 makes the show even more childish than a show for kids. Because I turned by PBS and they even have Elmo telling you to wash your hands and wear a mask. So for human beings, a show revolving around real live human beings to ignore the climate of 2020 makes no sense. And if you haven't seen it, get yourself a copy of Saturday Night Live with Dave Chappelle as the host and Foo Fighters as the musical group. Dave Chappelle obviously had Carl Blanche from NBC and Lauren Michaels to say whatever he wants. He says some things in his monologue that you probably never heard on SNL in all the years that it's been airing. And he took it there. He took it far there. And I appreciate him. I appreciate the Foo Fighters for rocking out. Uh, their second song was a message song. It's an older song we all know, but they wanted you to hear it clearly. That's why they repeated the chorus over and over again before they just went crazy on it. So if you have not seen SNL, get yourself a copy of the show that just aired Saturday, which would be 11-7, okay? So the Masters is returning Thursday. I love golf. If you've ever heard Strange Talk with Doc, you know I'm a big golf head. I love the game of golf. and I, I love to see the elite of any sports get it on. So, you know, Tiger won last year. Do I expect Tiger to do well this year? No, he's taken too, taken too much time off. He's not who he was. I'm not rooting for him anyway. Uh, his Trump affiliation has lost it for me. I, I Him backing Trump the way he has and not being able to even say Black Lives Matter bothers me to my core. So I'm not a big fan of his. But 
all the major names will be there. So if you're a golf fan, this was just a heads up that, you know, Thursday, the Masters starts and it goes into the weekend. And I know it's a weird time, two weeks before Thanksgiving, and we're dealing with the Masters, but that's the year we live in, and 2020 has been different. The UFC had a fight card. Tiago San- Santos went up against Glover Teixeira. I don't want to give any results just in case you haven't finished it because I haven't finished the main card. I only watched the undercard. The undercard was all right. We also have Andre Arulowski taking on Tana Boza and Claudia Gadelia for Yan Ying. So uh, these are fights that I have to see today. But if you haven't seen it and you're a fan of the UFC, this was on ESPN Plus. Get yourself a copy. You know, go to their site, view it. If you like fights, these should be some good ones. From what I heard, these were some outstanding fights. So you should enjoy it if you got nothing else to do and you're still home from the pandemic. And you you know, you don't want to watch Bubblehead TV. At least you got that to, to tune into. Now, the bye weeks, this team were the Cincinnati Bengals. Cleveland Browns, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Thursday, the Green Bay Packers beat up on the San Francisco 49ers 34-17. They're a very injured team, so you don't really expect anything out of San Francisco. The Carolina Panthers went into Kansas City and put on a good fight against the Chiefs 33-31. But you know how that goes. You make any kind of mistakes with Kansas City and almost don't play a perfect game, you will lose to them because they have so much firepower. So Kansas City did have enough firepower to hold this off. But Carolina Panthers, with Christian McCaffrey coming back, Teddy Bridgewater playing outstanding football, they have a lot to build on. I mean, and and, and Robbie Anderson coming from the Jets over there, he's been outstanding also. You could just look at his stats and you can see that he's been balling out. The Detroit Lions went into Minnesota and they lost 34-20. Dalvin Cook went crazy again. He rushed for 206 yards, two touchdowns on 22 carries. He made Cousins' job easier. Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford, was out all week. He didn't finish the game. He started off the game fantastic, but he, you know, maybe his health caught up to him or he got a bad hit in the third or fourth quarter, and he didn't finish the game. But you know what? It's a little bit too little, a little bit too late for the Vikings, but Cook is looking outstanding. Chicago Bears, with that myth, falls, went into Tennessee, and they lost 24-17. Now, Chicago didn't even score, really, into going into the fourth quarter. So this game was really never in question. Uh, I'm tired of the people on TV bigging up Foles as though he's some good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. I don't buy that he's a good quarterback. I think Chicago Bears need to move on from him. And that being said, I'm moving on from that game. The Seattle Seahawks went into Buffalo, and they lost this game 44-34. Russell Wilson had four turnovers. So you got to credit the Buffalo Bills defense. But Josh Allen deserves some respect attached to his name. He went 31 for 38, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and threw for four. 415 yards. This young man has got a 7-2 and two team balling out without the biggest names in the world, and he deserves a little bit of respect. The Denver Broncos went into Atlanta to play the Falcons, and they lost 34-27. The Falcons were able to actually close out a game. The kid that they got quarterbacking for the Broncos, Locke, he, 
is a future. He has a future. They have something to build on. They have him and Jordy. So they have their wide receiver and their quarterback intact. And they also have Chubbs on defense. So Denver, you might, two years from now, we might be talking about Denver as a real team. Who knows? The Baltimore Ravens beat the Indianapolis Colts in Indiana 24-10. The Ravens still need to figure out how to get that pass offense going. They got their run offense going a little bit. You know, Lamar actually ran for a touchdown. Nobody was going to catch him when he rolled out to the uh, left. That was done deal. But they need to get that pass offense. Des Bryant has been moved up to the main squad from the practice squad, but I don't even know if he took any reps because he just showed up this week. So maybe they'll incorporate him into the offense as time goes on. The Houston Texans went into Jacksonville and beat the Jaguars 27-25. The Texans always seem to be fighting for their life in every game. I don't know what's going on with that team, but they had enough to pull it out. And Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback played a pretty decent game. He had them in it to like the very end, but they had to make some ridiculous field goal at the end of the game to pull it out and they couldn't make it. So, I mean, but it was an entertaining game, but Houston always seems to be behind the eight ball every single game. And the New York Giants beat the Washington football team. And that's enough of that. The Las Vegas Raiders beat the Los Angeles Chargers 31-26. This is another team, the Chargers, who have their quarterback of the future. Herbert is the real deal, people. I, I, I give him the stamp of approval. He is the real deal. Uh, Cook and them just had enough to outlast the Chargers. The Chargers seem to get a lead in every game and lose it. I mean, not to the scale that the Falcons was doing it earlier, where it's almost a joke, but they don't seem to be able to close out games, and that's a horrible thing. The Miami Dolphins went into Arizona, and they won this game 34-21. Tua Tagovailoa looked very good. Kyler Murray looked pretty good, too. So this was an entertaining game between two young quarterbacks that we're going to see banging heads for the, maybe the next decade or decade and a half, even though they're not the biggest guys, especially Murray. But Miami Dolphins are playing very good football. So I tip my hat to Flores. He's got them rolling. They, they're they not an easy out for anybody. If you're playing the Dolphins, you better bring your A game. If not, you're going home with an L. And two or four lefty, he was zipping that ball in there. I mean, this is only a second start, and he definitely improved on game one. So, you know what, Miami, you have something to build on. The Pittsburgh Steelers went into Dallas and beat the Cowboys 24-19. Even though there were some questionable calls, I believe, in the fourth quarter on a couple, that last drive, Steelers are a better team than the Cowboys. But I appreciate the fact that the Cowboys and Gilbert fought. They fought. This was their most, this was a game that they had the most heart that I've seen them play this entire season. Now, I would keep Gilbert as the quarterback going forward and tell Andy Dalton, only in a case of emergency shall you play. But one thing that I'm confused about is on that fourth quarter drive, the last drive of the game by the Cowboys, they never threw the ball to Cooper. They only went to Lamb, and I didn't understand why wouldn't you try not force the ball into Cooper, but at least try to pass the ball to Cooper 
so that Lamb maybe can work some magic. But you know what? The Steelers are still undefeated, and there's a reason they're undefeated. They got a lot of weapons. They're well coached. That defense is tight. And so I expected them to win. I just didn't expect it to be this close. So good for Dallas. You know, they say moral victories don't count. This was one that they needed. I mean, a moral victory, you know. A Sunday night game was the New Orleans Saints who beat up on the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers 38-3. to Drew Brees outshined Brady. He seems to do this a lot in their careers. I believe he has a winning record against Brady, even with New England. He has swept them this year in Tampa Bay. So the Saints are in first place, Tampa's second place. But Breeze looked good throwing touchdowns. Brady looked bad throwing interceptions. Uh, no aspect of the Bucks game was working. Their defense wasn't working. Their pass offense wasn't working. Their running game wasn't working. And the Saints looked dominant compared to them. I think they thought that maybe when they got Antonio Brown, people were just supposed to roll over and be scared, and that's not how it works. They have were on a three-game winning streak, and now that is over. They have to build back up. And you know what? Tampa is not as good as people think they are because Brady definitely had a senior moment. The whole game was a senior moment. He was throwing interceptions that didn't make sense. And this game, for all intents and purposes, was over at halftime. They were down 28 to zip at halftime. And that was that. I don't care that they were home. They laid, they stunk up the bed in their own home against the Saints on a primetime game. And that says a lot about them. Now, I'm going to tell you like I tell you all the time, people. Peace to you and peace to yours. And I appreciate you sticking through and hanging in here with Strange Talk with Doc. And if there's something that you would like to discuss with me that you think I'm dead wrong about, just hit me up. Go to my website. Give me 24 hours notice before the show, and I will send you a link where you can call in and we could talk about whatever subject it is that you would like to discuss that you thought maybe I was wrong or you want to correct me or you agree and you just want to add your viewpoint. I'm here once a week now, I've scaled the show down to once a week, every Monday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will no longer be doing the Saturday shows, at least until the NFL season is over. I like to be able to have an extra day of rest without talking. I'm not a huge talker when I'm not doing this podcast. I usually spend 85% of my words a week doing the podcast. And after that, I'm a pretty quiet guy. I'm going to tell you once again, like I tell you all the time, share, like, comment, subscribe, pass it on to your friends, hit me up, email me, and peace to you and peace to yours. You have a very blessed, great week. Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal. It's hit movies, current shows, live sports, trending bits, and timeless hits. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Law and Order SVU streaming now.